Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Raksak, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. This episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Also, guys, if you go in and say you were listening to this podcast, you can receive $5 off your next visit. Alrighty, guys. So this video that, you know, I wanted to make is a NBA free agency prediction video. And to be very clear, um, this video is going to focus on most of the big names um, in the NBA free agency. So I'm not going to go through every single NBA free agent. This is just sort of the the bigger names in NBA free agency. And this is basically who I think um, will sign which player and how that's going to affect the team moving forward and how signing certain players will affect the rest of the free agency in this sort of hypothetical universe, if that makes any sort of sense. So the first player in this prediction video is Kawhi Leonard. And I have Kawhi Leonard signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, Kawhi Leonard is a god in Toronto. You know, he does, you know, the interesting thing with Kawhi is that he doesn't have to win one more championship in Toronto because he is absolutely immortal right now. You know, it's just crazy. He could lose the next three championships, but it doesn't matter because he brought them that one championship. Sort of like LeBron in Cleveland. Like, he only won it for them one time and he even left them. And they were they had the, all this drama going on, but since he since he brought a title to Cleveland, like all is forgiven, and anything he does, he's just he's just a god over there. So it's you know he's you know Kawhi Leonard's in a similar situation. Um, now you know most players would want to return to the team that they you know that they just won a championship with and kind of you know keep the game together, keep the uh, the gang together. But Kawhi Leonard isn't like most players. And, you know, I just don't think there's anything, you know, it's just, it's just really interesting because I just don't think there's anything else Toronto can really, as a city, you know, can, I don't think there's anything else they could really do, you know, to keep Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they've been offered him like 50 restaurants, you know, signed this waiver to offer Kawhi Leonard free food for life. Like, that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, if someone offered me, like, a Chipotle gift card, like, that, that'd be a pretty solid day for me. And this dude gets offered free food for life from, like, 50 restaurants. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I'll let you know. But it also, also too, that kind of doesn't make much sense because it's like, you know, the city of Toronto is like, hmm, who should we give all this free food to? Oh, I know, the guy that's going to be making, like, $220 million over the next, like, five years. Clearly can't afford to eat here. So, I don't know. But... You know, it's just interesting with Kawhi Leonard because so only a year ago, Kawhi made it very public that he wanted to go to Los Angeles. You know, but at the time, the Spurs, their asking price for Kawhi was just absolutely insane. Um, And then even the Clippers and the Lakers, they both backed off and they didn't want to bring him in. But, you know, now that Kawhi is a free agent, you know, it just makes all the sense for him to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers have the cap space and they would allow Kawhi Leonard to return in Los Angeles. And, and, you know, like I said earlier, Kawhi Leonard is a god in Toronto. The whole country backs him. That You know, that the championship parade in Jurassic Park, it was really it was really intense. But I just don't think Kawhi Leonard is a big market player. And, you know, playing for the Clippers, it would allow him to be in a big market like Los Angeles, but not really have all the spotlight. Because if you don't play for the Clippers, I'm sorry, if you don't play for the Lakers in Los Angeles, then you don't really necessarily retain all of the spotlight of being you know an all-star basketball player in LA because really all the all the spotlight is mainly on the Lakers and you know what's speaking of the Lakers because you know I'm a big Laker fan so I always have to throw my Lakers in when I can but it's just what's interesting to me is that he says Kawhi Leonard is eyeing the cap space situation 
you know, with the, with the Lakers. So it's, it's crazy because it's like, he's really sitting back there and he's saying, okay, Clippers, you know, I'll, I'll see what you have to say, but I want to see if the Lakers can somehow clear out all the cap space that they can. Um, and you know, cause I, I want to see if, you know, like what my, what all of my options are. So to me, what, to me, that's telling me is that he kind of wanted, he preferred to sign with the Lakers, but you know, we're just kind of, um, financially burdened right now. So, you know, the next best option is, is the Clippers and the Clippers are a very good team. I don't want to, um, make it seem as if I'm taking that away from them. They are a very, very talented team. I think Kawhi Leonard would fit in very nicely with them. Um, you know, they have a lot of young talent and I think that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be good for a while. Um, especially with this, you know, potential signing coming in and, you know, yeah, I just think that he, you know, landing with the Clippers for Kawhi Leonard would just make the most amount of sense. All right, guys. So the next, uh, prediction I have is Kevin Durant signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, now, you know, Kevin Durant was one of the best players in the NBA just before, you know, right before he had his Achilles injury. I think he was the best player in the NBA, but he, you know, that's, I guess that's up for debate. Um, you know, he is a 10 time all-star four time scoring champ. And last season he was doing really, really well. He averaged 26 points a game, six assists, and he shot 52% from the field and, and he shot 35% from three. And, you know, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have Kevin Durant signing back with the Warriors because there's already, you know, been reports that saying that Kevin Durant is very upset with the Golden State Warriors, you know, because they rushed him back from a calf injury, which led to his Achilles injury. And I are, and I, and I think that Brooklyn would just be the ideal landing spot for him as they're one of the few teams that would take a risk signing him. And they, you know, they'd have the patience uh, to have Kevin Durant recover from his injury. You know, let's just throw in, you know, like the Lakers, I guess, for example, because, you know, they're my team. But, you know, the Lakers wouldn't have, they don't, ha they don't, we don't have a year to wait for Kevin Durant to recover. And it's going to be almost like two years because he's going to take him a year to recover. And it's going to take him another year to get back in the basketball shape and the swing of things. So, you know, not all the teams have the patience to do that with Kevin Durant. But, hey, um, a, a team like the Brooklyn Nets definitely does. So I think, you know, uh, Kevin Durant to Brooklyn just makes the most sense. Now, uh, the next free agent that I want to talk about is Kyrie Irving. And I also have Kyrie Irving signing with the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, Kyrie Irving has been linked with the Nets for quite some time now. You know, Jersey is his home. And, you know, it honestly just sounds to me like he had a bad breakup with Boston. And, you know, Kyrie Irving just wants to go home. <laughs> so, you know, I think with Kevin Durant hypothetically signing with the Brooklyn Nets, I think that Ky uh, Kyrie would want to join uh, Kevin Durant. And there's already been multiple reports that, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have spoken multiple times, I think twice now, um, about playing together. So it just seems that, you know, where one person goes, the other person's going to go. And it just seems like, like the Brooklyn Nets are the landing spot for both of them. You know, and I, and a lot of people, you know, they've been asking me, you know, they, they say, you know, why would someone want to play for the Nets over the Knicks? seen as the Knicks are the large, you know, seen as the Knicks are the larger market. You know, the Knicks are historically a better franchise. The Knicks um, are much more popular in the New York area. And to answer that question, and, you know, to be quite honest, it just comes down to the fact that the Nets are a much better team than the Knicks. You know, the Knicks haven't made the playoffs since like 2012, 2013. Um, the Nets made the playoffs last season. And, you know, they have a lot of that personnel returning. And, you know, they had D'Angelo Russell as their starting point guard. And, you know, if you don't have him, but you bring in someone like Kyrie Irving, 
you know, I think a lot of things can happen. And, and well, I guess Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But, you know, specifically Kyrie Irving, you know, he's a six-time All-Star. The dude averaged 24 points, seven assists. And, you know, he shot 49% from the field and 40% from three. And he is a very, very well-balanced um very very well balanced player and he's going to be going to a very well balanced team in the brooklyn nets and i just think that move would just make a lot of sense for him all right so the next big player i wanted to talk about is clay thompson um i have clay thompson signing back with the golden state warriors i think clay made it very clear after the nba finals uh, that he was very motivated it seemed like he sort of had this chip on his shoulder that there was some unfinished business that he wanted to settle and um, signing, you know, so he wants to sign back with the Golden State Warriors and kind of run everything back. Um, it just seems that, you know, with Kevin Durant leaving in this scenario, that the Warriors would be forced to offer Klay Thompson the max. So that, you know, if they lose Klay Thompson and they lose Kevin Durant, they, the Warriors cannot afford to lose both. You can't lose Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. You have to keep at least one of them to be in the hunt to be title contenders. So, you know, Klay Thompson has already made it very clear that if the Warriors do not offer him the max, then he's out. And, you know, uh, Kevin Durant already declined his player option. So it just seems to me that uh, Klay Thompson going to the Golden State Warriors would just make a lot of sense because, you know, you know, Klay Thompson, you know, he's a very good player. He was the third option on the Golden State Warriors, and he averaged 22 points, two assists, shot 47% from the field, and 40% from three. You know, Klay Thompson is someone who totally stepped up when Kevin Durant got hurt, and I honestly think that, you know, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and, uh, sorry, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green is more than enough to win an NBA championship for the Warriors, but the big question that I have to talk about when, you, when I bring up Klay Thompson is how will Klay Thompson bounce back from his ACL injury, okay? So personally, I think that Klay Thompson will be fine. You know, I don't think the Warriors would be asked. I think the Warriors are only going to ask him really, especially in his first year, they're probably just going to ask him to catch and shoot. And, you know, which, which doesn't seem like a big deal. But what most people don't realize about Klay Thompson is that he is so much more than that, okay? You know, like I said before, you know, He's a phenomenal player. And he's, very, he's, you know, it's crazy to say this, but, you know, Clay Thompson is very underrated. He is 6'7", so he has tremendous size. He is a very good defender. And, you know, he's able to create his own shot. You know, he can drive to the basket. He's very athletic. Um, but they are going to be losing some of those bits of his game be, uh, due to this injury. So I don't know if Clay Thompson comes back as a one-dimensional player. But even if he does, I think he'd still be a very, very good player, seeing that he can shoot. And, um, you know, it just, all of this really depends on how Klay Thompson recovers from that injury. And, they're, you know, they're, they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on the Warriors that first half of the season. I'm sorry, I'm sorry the Warriors are going to be putting a lot of pressure on Steph Curry in that first half of the season. Because, you know, with Klay Thompson out and, you know, Kevin Durant not returning, it's just going to be a lot. So I'm, I'm curious to see how Steph Curry's durability is going to hold up as he's going to be the true number one again on that team. And you already know he has ankle issues. But anyways, yeah, so I have Klay Thompson signing with the Golden State Warriors. Um, and, and that'll be that. So the next uh, free agent that I want to talk about is Kemba Walker. And I have Kemba Walker signing with a dark horse candidate. And that is the Boston Celtics. 
and I think this is a very, very real possibility. The Celtics have, you know, the money to pull this move off with a cap space of like $34 million. Now, the, you know, one of the big things is that, oh, well, you know, the Celtics, you know, wouldn't be able to offer Kemba Walker as much money as the Hornets, right? Because they can only offer him four years and the, well, and the Hornets can offer him five. But, you know, there were already reports, you know, prior to the NBA free agency that Kemba Walker was willing to take um, a pay cut to stay to stay in to stay to play for the Hornets, which to me that's like you're you're taking less money to lose. So I that I don't even want to get started on that, but that was just ridiculous. So I don't think it'd be too much um, too far out of the realm of possibilities that Kemba Walker would take less money to sign in a better basketball town, um, a better franchise, just an overall better team. And you know if money's something that he is concerned about, you know. Kemba, you know, Boston would instantly increase Kemba Walker's um, endorsement income. You know, you know, everyone's saying, you know, how good of a player Kemba Walker is. But, you know, Kemba Walker, he didn't even make top 15 in jersey sales last season. But you know who did? Jason Tatum. You know, you know who also did? Kyrie Irving. So there is a very, very big market in Boston. Boston is one of the best, if not the best, sports town um, in the United States. And I hate to say that as, you know, coming from Los Angeles, but it's, it's just true. You know, Boston is a, a fan, fantastic um, sports town. So it just makes a lot of sense for Kemba Walker to want to play there. He get a lot more exposure. Um, and with Ky- and, you know, and, you know, in my, I guess, hypothetical universe with Kyrie Irving leaving uh, the Boston Celtics, the Celtics are going to have a huge hole to fill at the point guard position. And, you know, I think Kemba Walker is more than, you know, uh, capable of filling this hole. He's a three-time All-Star. He averaged 25 points a game, six assists last season, and shot 43, 43% from the field and 35% from three. So, you know, you, you lose one All-Star Boston, but you get another. And, you know, and to top it all off, you know, Boston has an excellent core of young players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, I, which I think Kemba Walker would be, you know, um, would, would be very capable of playing alongside. And then I guess the next question for the Celtics would be, how do you replace Al Horford if he doesn't return? But that'll be time for another podcast. If Celtics fans, you want to hear that, I could, I can get into that. But, you know, that that's, that's for another time. So the next player I want to talk about, which has gotten a lot of buzz recently, is uh, D'Angelo Russell. Now, I have in uh, my prediction, I have D'Angelo Russell signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if you know, you know if you know anything about me personally, you'll know that I was completely heartbroken when the Lakers traded away D'Angelo Russell. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was, you know, it, it was I it was I was being a drama queen. I was sitting on the couch. I was, you know, bawling my eyes out, eating ice cream. I was so upset. He was, you know, he was one of my favorite players at the time. Um, so, you know, hearing interest right now that there's mutual interest, um, that he's, that he's, uh, he'd be willing to come back to the Lakers, you know, is not only exciting for me, but, you know, looking more into it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, and here's why. So with the Nets landing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in, you know, um, in this hypothetical universe, I, you know, it, they wouldn't be able to retain D'Angelo Russell. So, you know, after that's been done, the Nets would have to renounce the rights to D'Angelo Russell, which would make him, which would um, turn him from a restricted free agent to an unrestricted free agent. And I think that, you know, the Lakers have already scheduled a meeting with D'Angelo Russell. So it shows that he is definitely interested in um, coming back to the Lakers and playing alongside uh, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. 
And also too, what makes it very possible is that unlike some of these other, you know, superstars that I've mentioned in this video, is that, you know, D'Angelo Russell is one of these guys that the Lakers can actually afford without having to trade away, you know, Wagner and these other guys to free up cap space and without uh, Anthony Davis having to waive his $4 million um, trade bonus. So, you know, it just makes a lot of sense because D'Angelo Russell would only cost the Lakers roughly $20 million a year. And D'Angelo Russell would address our two biggest needs right now, which is, um, you know, ball handling and shooting. You know, last season, he averaged 21 points a game, seven assists, and shot 43% from the field and 37% from three. Um, you know, and like I said before, D'Angelo Russell would be a great fit for the Lakers, you know, mainly because of his shooting and his playmaking abilities. And, you know, I think signing uh, D'Angelo Russell would also put the Lakers in a very good position because signing D'Angelo Russell for the Los Angeles Lakers would mean that we are relevant right now, but it would also mean that we're able to um, protect our future, uh, you know, for our franchise because D'Angelo Russell and Kyle Kuzma are both 23 years old. Anthony Davis is 26 years old. So there's our young core, right? You know, so everyone, once we traded away Lonzo and Ingram and we let Randall walk and all, all that stuff happened, everyone was like, oh, we no longer have a future as Laker fans. But it's like, no, 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 no. If, if we sign, if we sign D'Angelo Russell, then, you know, the Lakers are going to be set for quite some time. Um, and, you know, it'd be very exciting to watch not only now, but, you know, in the future as these players grow even more and mature, and mature more and become even better. All right, guys, so the last player that I wanted to talk about for my prediction is Jimmy Butler. Um, I have Jimmy Butler signing back with the Philadelphia 76ers. And, you know, Jimmy Butler is a very good two-way player. He is a four-time All-Star, and he's made the NBA All-NBA Defensive Team four times, which is absolutely incredible. And, you know, last season he averaged 18 points a game, two steals, and shot 47% from the field and 33% from three. So this dude can shoot, this dude can defend, he could play the, you know, he could guard multiple positions, he could play the guard, he could play, you know, the forward position. So he's a very versatile player. And, you know, Philly is the only team that really makes, in my opinion, the, that, that makes the most sense for Jimmy Butler as, you know, one, they're contenders. So they're going to be very, very good. You know, Philly was only a shot away from upsetting the Raptors, right? They just, if that ball bounces the other way for Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater, that that game could have gone either way. So I think Philly's also a very young team. If, you know, Embiid could have stayed healthy a little bit longer. Um, I think that, you know, things maybe would have been a little bit different, but, you know, no point uh, in crying over spilt milk. So I think that Philly would be a very good fit. Like I said, they could, they're good contenders and they can also offer Jimmy Butler the most amount of money. So Jimmy Butler, you know, cause he's, he was a bit of a late bloomer. So people assume he's a little bit younger than he is, but you know, Jimmy Butler is 29 years old. So this would most likely be his last big contract because after this contract, he's going to be like 33, 34 years old. And at that point, he's probably going to be in the later stages of his playmaking ability. And so he's probably not going to get a super max contract. So this is really his last chance uh, to get this big contract. And, you know, Philly, Philly fans already love him. So it just makes the most sense for him to sign back. And I think Philadelphia has already made it clear that they want to bring back Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. So... I, I think I think they can do it if they make you know they gotta be really flexible and creative with their cap space, but you know we'll we'll end up seeing we'll we'll, we'll find out. But right now I have them signing. Uh, I have the I have the 76ers re-signing Jimmy Butler, and you know that would just allow them to remain legitimate title contenders 
and it would also allow them to be one of the best teams in the East. So with, you know, if Kawhi Leonard was to leave and go to, like, you know, in my situation, in, in my prediction, right, Kawhi Leonard goes to the goes to the Clippers, the East is wide open. And I think if that happens, I think Philadelphia might be it, probably the favorites to take that, take the Eastern Conference. So Philadelphia, similar to to the Warriors, they have to re-sign their players to remain relevant, to remain legitimate title contenders. And, you know, signing Jimmy Butler just makes the most amount of sense for both sides, for Jimmy Butler and the 76ers. So, you know, that is going to wrap up my NBA free agency prediction video. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I appreciate all the support. Uh, I'm Teddy Raksak, and you have been listening to TED Talk Sports.